Hi everyone, I trust everyone's well and staying safe in these uh, these times. I just thought that uh, I would do a podcast to encourage church and to to just bless church uh, at these times. No doubt you're all staying at home and keeping your two metres distance and, um, you know, it's just encouraging to know that we've got a God who loves us and a God who, uh, who saved us. It's just encouraging to know that we've got a church, a family and friends, um, even though we can't meet together. Uh, we've we've still got a family of friends and um, we're church. So I just want to encourage church in the few words that, we, uh, that we're that we going to share now. Um, I just wonder, as we are in these days, are we missing church? I don't know if we're missing church. Are we missing just meeting with friends? Are we missing going out that normal time on a Sunday to church? Or are we missing being together to praise and worship our God? In these unprecedented days, church is closed, but people can still meet together. I want to thank the uh, the team that we've got at church for putting these podcasts out uh, so that we can all listen to them. But while uh, church has been closed, I've been thinking uh, just about the church being closed. You know, communism has tried to close church and has failed. Islam has tried to or is still trying to close the church, and that's failed, and that's failing. Other faith groups try and close church. They're failing. Atheists say there's no need for church, but we know that they've got it wrong. Dictatorships around the world have tried to stop church, and they've failed. But still the worldwide church grows. Even in oppression, the church grows. I believe that no opposition can close the church. Even now when the church doors are closed, the church should still be open for business. And as I've been thinking about this, it's come to me that the only people that can close church, that can stop church, that can stop church from functioning is the church itself. What does Jesus say? I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. In these days, don't be a part of church that's closed, but be, be a part of church that is open and a, a part of church that's growing. History shows that in times of national oppression, the church grows I've heard it said recently that we're living in the last days. I just wonder, is that right or is that wrong? Because there's been many poor times throughout history. And I just wonder, are we living in the last, in the last days? There's one thing that I can be certain of. That I know that today we are a day closer to the Lord's return than we were yesterday. So, whatever our situation, the country's situation, the world's situation, the question is, are you ready? Are you ready? Since this COVID-19 has been around, I've been thinking about biblical viruses, plagues that we read about in the Bible, and there's quite a few. But there's one little section that I've been, uh, that I've been looking at over the last, uh, last couple of weeks and that's a minor prophet by the name of Joel. 
Joel is only three chapters long. And we know Joel was a minor prophet. But you know what? As I've been reading this, Joel was a minor prophet, but he had a major message. Today we have coronavirus, and it's devastating the world. We can see that on the news day by day. But in the days of Joel, Judah, where Joel lived, had a plague of locusts. The locusts devoured everything, and this caused severe famine. People started to complain. That just sounds familiar, doesn't it? It's easier to complain than it is to praise. But in these days, don't become like the people of Judah in the days of, Je in the days of Joel. You know, they complained instead of praised. Their faith shifted to fatalism. Their courage changed to cynicism. Their hope went on holiday. There was no faith to be fired, no prayers to be prayed, and no song to be sung. The people of Judah were about to give up on their future because of their present. But remember what I've just been saying, the only people that can stop the church is the church. What did God say in Joel chapter 2, verse 18 onwards? It's a message that says, he will provide. God will provide. And the same in the days of Joel, how God promised to provide for Judah. He'll provide for his people today. I'm certain of that. That's the message of the gospel. So church, be ready. Be part of the church that's open for business. Because God is providing and God will provide again abundantly. Joel 2 verse 29 says this. In those days I will pour out my spirit on those who serve me, men and women alike. Even though the church doors are closed, keep serving and God will pour out his spirit upon us, men and women alike. What did Joel see? Joel saw the plague of locusts, locusts at locusts. This caused a severe famine. Joel saw the locusts, an indication of the judgment of God. Are we living in the days of judgment? But you know what Joel also saw? Joel also saw that through this difficulty, God was present and God shows grace and God can redeem. I believe that our church is well prepared for such a time as this. You know, we've got Luncheon Club. We've got older people in Luncheon Club who live in our locality. Because we have Luncheon Club, now in these days we can stay in touch with these people and provide for their needs, for people who've got to stay at home, for people who can't go out shopping. And I'm just pleased to know that Sue's in touch with people in Luncheon Club who can't go out and get their own shopping because we've been Jesus' hands in these days, that we can go out there and we can help people. We can show God's love by things that we can do in a practical way. So through Luncheon Club, we're able to shop for the vulnerable. And for those that are doing that, I want to say thank you. And I just want to encourage you in these days to continue to do that. Through our colour group, I know that there's people within our church who are shopping for people within our church who can't get out to shop for themselves. That's just amazing. That's church working together. That's church being church. That's the gospel in action. 
So if you're doing that for somebody within our church, thank you. How about doing it outside of church as well and meeting people at their point of need in these difficult situations? You will be blessed by God if you do this. I've got to mention the manor house. Who would have thought 12 months ago when we were setting the manor house up that there would be such a day as this where people can't shop? I just want to thank our volunteers for being willing to continue and work in the manor house in these days. You know, we're serving families who can't book shop. I've met people over the last couple of weeks who haven't got four pounds to pay for their shopping. Unbelievable in the days that we live. But this is the reality of where we live and the work that we've been called to. I was blessed this week by being able to do home deliveries to people. That's a blessing. People that can't get out of their house through self-isolation. And it's a blessing to be able to go and do home deliveries. You know, one thing that we've said at the Manor House is we want to keep open as long as we can keep open, being blessed to God. But we said, you know, we can keep open as long as volunteers will help, which they are. But we also need stock. Because in these days, when we know that shops are running out of produce, it seems just the practical thing that we're going to run out of stocks at the Manor House. I know people in the church have been praying for the Manor House. You know what? This week, we've had the biggest supply of fresh vegetables that I've seen. We've got oranges, we've got pears, we've got um, crate after crate of, of uh, carrots, um, potatoes, mushrooms, apples, all because I believe we're doing the right thing at the right time. Answers to prayer and God's blessing us. Keep praying for all that we seek to do as a church. We can do these acts of kindness, I believe, because of our faithfulness for many, many years. We've got things in place to react for such a time as this. Keep on doing what you're doing and let's look how we can do that little bit more my message to you at Bethel Blackheath is this the words that we've run by for many 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 years Bethel Blackheath keep on keeping on and remember Joel 2 verse 29 in those days I will pour out my spirit on those who serve me men and women alike so as we do what we do to serve God in the area that we've been placed, I believe that God's going to pour his spirit out upon us because we're doing what, we, what we're called to do. We're part of the commission. You know what? The church that sits within its own walls can't be Jesus' hands at, this, at times like this. If churches just sit within their own four walls, how can they be reacting in times like this. We're a church that's not going to stop. We're a church that's going to keep pushing forward. We're a church that's looking for expansion. And this is the church that I want to be part of. In these unprecedented days, let's look for that little bit extra that we can do to show Jesus to the people around us and I'm sure that God's going to bless us at Bethel Blackheath. Winston Churchill said this, It's no use saying we are doing our best. 
You have to succeed in doing what's necessary. As a church, let's do what's necessary in these days that we live in. In such a time as this, we need the promises of God. The promises of God are what's going to help us to praise God in times like this. The promises of God are what's going to get us through times like this. Are we going to praise or are we going to complain? When we know the promises of God, we can praise. Isaiah 41 verse 10 says this, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Remember Psalm 46 verse 1, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Psalm 46 verse 10 and 11 says this, He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. The God of Jacob is your fortress. The Lord Almighty is with us. Be still and know who God is. You know what? When we know who God is, we can share who God is. But how can we share when the church is closed? Where the church is open. And that's why I'm encouraging you to share. Even though we can't meet with each other, we're a church that's open. I was watching the TV um, recently, one of the local, uh, local um, news broadcasts. And this is how we can help. There was an old lady on there. I don't know if she was Christian, she wasn't a Christian. But there was an old lady who had been shopping. She'd been shopping. She was walking down the street. The reports went up to her. I don't know if you've seen the, uh, the footage. And the lady had got two bags of shopping. On top of her two bags of shopping, she'd got two packages of toilet roll. The reporter said to her, I can see that you've been shopping. She said, yes. And the reporter said, I can see that you've got two packets of toilet roll. She said, yes, the shops where I've been were only allowing you to have two packets of toilet rolls. She says, you know what? She says, I only need one packet of toilet rolls, but there's going to be somebody in my neighbourhood that will need the other packet of toilet rolls. I just thought, that's amazing. That lady could keep two, toilet, two packs of toilet rolls, put one in the cupboard and use the one that she needs in these days. But no, she said there's going to be somebody in her neighbourhood that would need. I just wonder, in these days, in these days, can our neighbourhood see us as Christians shine? In these days, will anyone see a difference in you? <clears throat> in these days... There's anyone who knows you or even doesn't know you that will see a difference in you because of your actions towards them? Will people see you and say, I want what they've got? I just wonder, I never thought we'd see a day when it was going to struggle to get a toilet roll, but I wonder, can we share our toilet rolls? Can we shop for someone? Can we drop a text message? Can we encourage each other? Can we expect our church to grow through this crisis? You know what, as a church, and I've been part of our church for many years now, 
And in our church, we've seen some good days in the past, but I believe that our best days are yet to come. We all need to work together. We all need to do our little. We all need to do what's necessary in any small way that we can, just to show the love of God to those around us. I'm finishing off, and I'm, op I'm hoping that just what I'm saying is a blessing to you, because I know that as we share, we're doing the will of God. But many years ago, there was a, um, a winemaking uh, area of Italy, and this, uh, the village lived under a hillside, and on the hillside, there were several um, vineyards. The grapes that were produced in these vineyards were harvested by the families of the village. It was a bit of a cooperative, because what happened was that each family had its own recipe for its wine. So what would happen is as the families harvested the, um, the, the grapes in the vineyards, they would uh, take the grapes, they would uh, make their wine, they would um, pr produce their wine to their own recipes. And then after a short space of time, there would be a ceremony in the centre of the village. And the ceremony was that there was a huge vat, um, large barrel in the middle of the village. And all the families that were part of the cooperative bought their unique wine and poured it into the barrel, into the large vat in the middle of the um, of the of the village, all these different wines put together would then be stored for seven years, and annually the seven-year-old barrel would come out, and that would be what produced um, the income for the villages for that season. This wine was so unique; it was world famous. It was some of the best worldwide um, produced wine, some of the best tasting wine that the world could produce because of the way it was put together. One year, the harvest of grapes on the hillside wasn't that good. So one family thought, you know what? This year, this season, we'll keep the wine back. We'll make our own recipe and we'll sell it on our own. They were part of a cooperative, so what they'd got to do was produce something to put in the barrel, in the vat, in the middle of the village, come the appointed time. So what the leader of the family thought he would do was he would take his barrel, he would take that barrel to the main vat, and he would pour in just water. He thought, I can pour something in, and it's not really going to affect the taste of the wine because it's seven years down the line. So that's what he did. He poured in water. The vat was sealed. It was put into storage for seven years. And then seven years later, the ceremony came out for the, um, for the opening of the barrel. This was an important time because merchants from all around the world turned up to this village in Italy to buy the wine. 
depending on the grade of the wine, that depended on the income of the village for the next season. When they tapped the vat of wine, all that came out of it was water because everybody had looked after themselves seven years previous. When things were tough, the villagers did their own thing and just poured into the main barrel water. What happened when the merchants looked at the water? They said it's not worth anything. People have done their own thing and what's left is not worth anything. As a church, you know, when we all pull in together, it's worth something. God blesses his church. God works through his church. So my encouragement is to you is do your part to build church. You know what? As the church grows, if we do what we're called to do, there'll be more people who join us to do what we can't do. Think about that. Remember the promises of God. Remember and sit on the promises of God. Praise, don't complain. In these days that we are living, expect the unbelievable. Expect the unbelievable in this day and age because God is a God of the unbelievable. And I really believe that through this, God's going to shine. I really believe, I was listening to UCB Radio recently and they were saying that online um, online uh, biblical broadcasts are being viewed more now than they have done in the last 10 years. Let's look to God. Let's keep faithful in a God who is more than faithful. Let us praise and not complain. Let us think of the words of God in the days of Joel, that God will bless his people. So as I've just shared these few words with you, I hope you've been encouraged. I hope that you'll do your little bit to expand the kingdom and the Bethel Blackheath is going to be blessed through your actions. So stay safe. I'm missing you all. Me and Ruth are, uh, are here in, in Clint, in our place, just waiting to meet with you all again uh, as soon as that is possible. And let's look forward to that day. So stay safe, be blessed. And thank you for listening. Amen.